this is a mystery. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? I'm going to give you the third thing I asked God to do. And this is off the Richter scale. Do you want to know? I said, do you want to know wonderful people? Do you want to know? Listen, give me some hearts. That's right. Give me some hearts. Give me some hearts. Y'all going to have to give me some hearts now. Y'all, y'all ain't right. Y'all ain't right. Y'all don't be giving me my hearts. You be holding out on the brother. Come on. Just quit holding out on the brother. Quit holding out on me. <laughs> now, let me tell you. This is what I asked him. The third thing I asked him. I said, Lord. Well, I got to tell you the story. Since I have been in here. The Lord has come to me physically and he sat down and he brought some bread from heaven and he broke it with me and he ate with me and when the lord came to me i said the third thing i asked you to do i said do you remember when you came in here and you gave me bread from heaven that manna and you sat down with me in here. I said, the third thing I ask that you do is when you come to their house, will you arrange a day where you will sit and eat with them physically like you did me? And like you did the apostles after your resurrection. Don't tell me, pastors, you religious nuts. Don't tell me that God don't do that. Oh, he can't. He did it with the apostles after his resurrection. So I want all of you on Zoom and Facebook to look at me. When I asked him to do that, he smiled with the biggest smile. And you know what he said to me? I will. He told me he's going to come and eat with you physically at your house. You will see him like I did. And he will eat with you. He will sup with you. Okay. I know, I, see, now I see, because I, I, we got a lot of bunch of religious nuts uh, out there, not only religious pastors, but we got a lot of religious nuts who don't believe this. But I just showed you how if you ask anything according to his will, he will do it, right? His will is his word. So this is where I get it from. You say, give me scripture, a case in point. Okay, Big Bird. Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. Oh, and this is a high note to end on tonight. God, God's son is going to come to your house and he's going to eat with you. Do you hear me? You are going to have a physical supper. I know I'm messing up some of y'all brains. I know you don't even believe. Some of you don't even believe. That's how we used to say out in the streets. Some of you don't even believe. Huh? You don't even believe what we're talking about. You don't believe what I'm talking about. I'm going to say it again. The Lord promised me when I pray for you that he was going to come 
he was going to come and eat with you physically at your house. How about that? Now, some of you scared already. Some of y'all scared. Y'all don't want Jesus to come. Y'all scared of him coming. Aren't you? I want I want y'all to share this Zoom on Facebook and everywhere. Because what I'm about to say is going to happen. And anybody who's connected right now, anybody who gets online, I'm telling you, God told me, he says, the people must make contact with you through these social media platforms for the impartation to take place. Turn me to Revelation chapter 3. God tells one of the churches, after he correct them and rebuke them, here goes the romance and the love again. He says, as many as I love, I chasten and rebuke. That's the love and the romance. That's the romance and the reverence. That's verse 19. Revelation chapter 3, verse 19. But that ain't the key. I'm just, I'm just showing you where the romance and the love is. He corrects them and talk about spearing them out of his mouth. And 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 how many of you know that when God said he's gonna spew out of his mouth, that that hurts. That like you don't feel like y'all have a love relationship at that point. But God, you know how wise God is? He know how to love you, he know how to correct you, and it feels so heavy to you, but he still love you the same. But immature people think some has changed. I know some of you have been in relationships, some with your husband and wife or past relationships, and you you've seen like when something happens, everything is lovey-dovey romance, but then when uh, there must be a disagreement or something hard, it's like some people can't take that. It affects the romance. It should. God want the fragrance of romance and reverence to be together. Do you see that? God wants you to be in love with him and he wants you to be liberal in his presence and fun. But at the same time, he wants you to have reverence. I'll never forget when I was taken to heaven. The first time it was set, the father Jehovah sat me on his lap. Now these days, I don't just go to heaven to sit on his lap. He's put my whole being inside of him. I can't tell you how that happens, but I got scripture for it. But he showed me that my heart was inside of his in heaven. Because you can become one with him, one spirit. I'm talking about deep things now that carnal Christians and just pulpiteers and puppet pastors, they don't preach about because they preach that shallow stuff. Here you get the mysteries of God in the kingdom. Not this shallow stuff, not this Ronald McDonald, French fry, Happy Meal, animal cookies, stuff you get through the drive-thru at McDonald's. Believe me, I love French fries at McDonald's. Don't even get me wrong. You understand? But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right? <laughs> I see my son Jimmy Donaldson. He laughing at that. He liked French fries, too. He know he liked them during French fries. Don't you, Johnny? Jimmy. <laughs> you like them french fries all y'all like those mcdonald's french fries you know what i can't get delivered from them i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i can't get delivered no no i can't get delivered from them <laughs> now listen to me here it is watch this 
He says, behold, I stand. I skip 19. It says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chase and be zealous, therefore, and repent. Here it is. God is combining his love with his reverence and his, his re you see that? You got to learn to be able to take a rebuke from God and still have the love in there and, and turn it into love. Do you see that? You got to quit running away from God because he correct you or rebuke you or allow judgments or some hard to happen in your life. You got to stay in love with him. You got to learn to combine the romance, the fragrance of romance and reverence. 20, watch this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Watch this. This is the key. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and I will sup with him and he with me. Now, here it is. Oh, glory to God. Do you see that? He said, I will eat with you and you with me. Ain't no one way thing. Oh, you know, I saw Jesus in the spirit. He handed me a piece of bread, you know, but you didn't, you didn't really, he wasn't there physically. It was just all in the spirit. No, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this. Jesus, this was not spiritual. Do you understand that? This wasn't just spiritual. This is physical. This is literal. What he's talking about. If any man opened the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Do you remember the, the two men on the road to Emmaus after Jesus' resurrection? They broke, he broke bread with them and then he left. He disappeared. Jesus, let me, let me, let me give you a big part of the face-to-face -face movement on the earth and the appearance movement of Jesus on earth. Jesus, after his, after his resurrection, through appearances, he loved to come and eat and sup with people physically. Do you hear me? It's in the Bible. He did it with the, the men on the road to Emmaus and he did it with the 12 apostles. Let, let, let me show you the last thing and then I'm going to let you go. Are y'all learn some, learning something here? Turn with me. I think it's in Mark. It's when Jesus cooked the fish. Maybe I'm wrong here. But maybe they can put it up on the screen where that is. I think it might be in John. Maybe it's in John. I need someone to help me get that scripture quickly because I don't want to waste time. Where he cooked. I, I want to I show you where he cooked fish. Now listen to me. This is why you need to understand who Jesus is because people do not understand who Jesus is. Jesus, after his resurrection, we think because, oh, he's resurrected, he's exalted at the right hand of God, uh, he's the king of kings, he owns the earth, now God has given him everything. You see that? But here it is, he humbles himself and he cooks fish after his resurrection. He cooks a meal for his disciples. So that's, that's in Luke 24 and 42.
Luke 24 and 42. No, this this is wrong. I'm looking for when he cooked fish for them, not when they cooked fish for him. Come on, guys. Y'all should know this. Maybe it's in Matthew. I want to show this to you. Y'all are not listening. Come on, guys. Y'all need to get that scripture immediately. He cooked fish on the beach. Jesus was cooking fish on the beach. It says that they saw him cooking fish on the beach and Peter ran. It was out to meet him. Okay, it's John 21 and 9. John 21 and 9. 21 and 9. Come on. Oh, this is so good. Your face-to-face -face relationship is about to go to a whole nother dimension. Turn with me to John 21. And I'm going to start at verse 4. If we ask anything according to his word, is this according to his word? He heareth us. He heard me when I said, go eat with them, Lord. Because it's according to his word. It's a part of the thing he did after he rose from the dead. He ate with people. He cooked food. Now, I know if some of y'all was Jesus and you got exalted by the Father to sit on the right hand, you wouldn't even come back on earth and cook nothing. Y'all know how you are. During lazy jokers. You would think you're too bad. You would think you're too good to cook for anybody. He still cooks after his resurrection. He still cooks. He still prepares food. For other people he's such a servant he has such a servant's heart oh she let me he's so sweet all right john 21 you ready verse 4 chapter 21 listen to what it says i gotta start at verse 3 simon peter saith unto him i go a fishing they say unto him we also go with thee they went forth and entered into a ship immediately and that night they caught nothing. See that? Verse 4. But when the morning was now come, watch this, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Mm -hmm. See that? Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered in him, No. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And they cast therefore, they cast 
I'm sorry, they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it in for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked. <laughs> Peter is crazy. All right. And they cast himself in the sea. That's how crazy Peter is. He knows Jesus. He's diving headlong to go after him. He did the same thing when he came walking on the sea. He's the only apostle that jumped out of the boat to go walk on the water to get to Jesus. And now he's the only apostle who jumps out of the boat in the water, even though he can't walk. That's how much love he had. You got to remember, the disciple whom Jesus loved was John, but the disciple who loved Jesus was Peter. You got to know the difference. John did not love Jesus the way Peter did. Jesus loved John. It didn't say John loved Jesus. The disciple Jesus loved. Do you get that? But God tells Peter in another context, do you love me more than these? Why do you think Jesus would ask him the question if he didn't know that already? He knew Peter loved him more than all the other apostles. Peter was the one who acted first. He always acted first. The others were afraid. Perfect love cast out fear. Peter's love was better for Jesus than everyone else. And that's why Father revealed who Jesus was to him. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven, Peter. Now watch this. Watch this. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far off from the land, but as it were 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. Nine, as soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coal there, and fish lay there on and bread. Here it is, he had fish and bread already made for them. Watch this. And Jesus saith unto them, bring up the fish which he now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes and hundred and, and hundred and fifty and three and and for there were so many yet was not the net broke. Twelve. Jesus saith unto them, watch this, come and dine. So you want to know some about Jesus? He loved to sit down and eat and drink with you. Do you hear me? Are you one of his disciples? Yes or no? Wave your hands at me. Yes or no? And none of the disciples durst ask him, who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish, alike, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined with Jesus, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me more than these? And he said, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. So now, this is what's about to happen to you. Lift your hands. See, if you jump off Zoom now and Facebook, you're going to miss God. Because what I'm about to tell you is going to change your life. He told me he's coming with you to dine and eat. In another context, he tells his apostles, Because you have continued with me in my temptation, therefore I point unto you a kingdom, as my father appointed unto me unto me and and you shall eat and drink with me in my kingdom he's always talking about dining he speaks about it in luke 
He speaks about it here in John. You see him do it in John, even after his resurrection. He does it on the road to Emmaus. And then you see him speak about it in Revelation. Now, everybody is speaking that word in Revelation like it's just symbolic or, or spiritual. It's not. Jesus knocks at the door just to come and eat supper with you. That's the kind of person he is. When God comes down, guess what God wants to do to you, with you? That'll be for tomorrow. When Jesus comes down, guess what he want to do with you? He desires to eat the Passover. He desires to sup with you. He desires to dine. I can show you multiple scriptures where he dines. He wants to break bread with you. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive. That, that scripture in Luke where he says, ye are they which have continued with me in my temptation, and I appoint unto you a kingdom, even as my father appointed unto me. I got to show you this. I'm probably in the wrong place again. It's probably John. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptation, and I appoint unto you a kingdom, as my father has appointed unto me. See, I, I got to give you the scriptures for this so you can see. Here's another place where he's talking about eating and drinking with you. Do, do you see that? Do, do you see that? Do you see that? I thought that was in Luke. I've always known that to be in Luke. Oh, this is so glorious, isn't it? Are y'all learning something? Lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive this supper you want to have with me. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen this week, the supper. I don't know when your supper is going to happen, but it's going to happen. It's Luke 22, 29 and 30. And this is what Jesus says, and I point unto you, Ye are they which have continued 28 through 30. I'm starting 28. Ye are they which have continued with me through my temptations. And I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father hath appointed unto me. That ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Jesus is talking about eating and drinking with him again. Do you see that? So one of the beautiful things Jesus loved is dinner fellowship write that down jesus love his feet washed and dealt with pampered he loves feet pampering and jesus loves dinner fellowship this is who he is as a person I know the church don't teach this kind of stuff. They always teach in the religious. They don't teach him in person. I'm telling you, your Lord loves you so much. Now, I'm talking about the one that has risen from the dead and he's alive right now. He's coming to your home. And then not only that, him and the father are going to come to live with you. I'm going to teach you how to live with them. Do you see that? You must dwell with them according to knowledge. And then I'm going to teach you what he wants to do. How to get ready for the dinner. How many want to get ready for the dinner? I want to prepare you for the dinner, for the supper he's going to have with you. 
and he may bring you food from heaven. He brought me food from heaven. Or he may have physical food on the earth already prepared for you. In either case, you will not have to prepare this food. He will prepare it. Now, I know some of you have laid a table, uh, uh, you know, laid a plate out. And you said, Jesus, come and eat with me. And you you prepare the food and, and, and you lay the table out and you believe Jesus will sit there and eat with you. That's fine. That's wonderful. We ain't talking about that dimension. We're talking about where he appears physically there. And he has the food ready. Do you understand? No. You understand what I'm talking about? The religious church would dare talk like this because they ain't connected like this with him. I am telling you what's going to happen to you. And will you do one thing for me? Will you please tell me what happened? Will you do that? Will you tell me everything that you said came to pass? Because I know it is because I've already seen him. He told me what he's going to do for you. Now give the Lord a raging praise. Oh, that's glorious. That's glorious. <laughs> oh, that's glorious. Are you learning something? He is coming to eat with you. You tell your children, the father and Jesus or Jesus is coming. The son of God is coming to eat with me. You see, the father don't really. When he comes down, I'm, I'm going to tell you that tomorrow. You got to tune in tomorrow. I'll tell you, how many want to know the things, what God is like and what Jesus is like? If both of them are going to live with you, you need to know them in person, what they like in person. Hallelujah. Did y'all learn something here tonight? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Isn't he wonderful? I love all of you. I love all of you. I love all of you. <clears throat> Now, I want to say this to you real quickly before I get off. As you know, the coronavirus, this plague that God has allowed to hit the earth to humble the kings and the nations of the earth. And he came to me before he did this and told me he was going to do something to postpone the war, World War III, that Russia and China and Iran is trying to have against this country and start a World War III. And he used COVID to stop it. And I know a lot of people are mad at COVID, but this, this is this pestilence. This is not the devil. God allowed this, but God is the only one that can remove it too. He said, if I send pestilence, if my people will pray and seek my face, I'll change everything. And so what I want to say to you is that, you know, we've been talking to the arena. They called us. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Sacred Elohim, Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries, and Revolution One Radio. Um, and I say that with a light heart. I've got some good news, actually. The Father had made several predictions to me about my own life and what's going to take place. And strangely enough, he revealed it to me. Um, the first steps of my ministry is starting a business alongside Revolution One Radio. Um, I don't take proceeds. He's providing. I will eventually have my own building within the next six to seven months. 
um, anybody else, so the little local church I deal with, they're wanting to grow their congregation and make a bigger building, a home church. And they're trying to raise the funds. Well, I got some good news for them when time comes. Most of their benefactor will come from me in about six months. They will have access to it and we their money. I will pay taxes, of course, but it will be me helping them. And as a sister of Christ, I'm honored to do so. Um, you know me as Micaiah or Tim, your local rabbi and minister. Every week I'm here. And this week, starting Monday, I will have it all set up. Now, tonight, I'm doing a preliminary run. I'm kind of taking a hiatus for a couple weeks to get chapters 3, 4, and 5 ready for next week. Um, I'll be very busy. Um, I need a couple weeks off just to refresh and spend time with my church family and my family in general and get my house in order. Um, I will be here to do occasional pop-ins. Um, you will have the Esther series will be released tomorrow. Uh, I will do chapter three into four and then the following week, four into five. Um, I'm going to split it down the middle. That way I have more material because the chapters are smaller and I'm not quite finished with the remaining. I kind of took a little hiatus for a while and just spent it with a father the last few days because he needed me to. But here is our first episode of Face-to-Face -face Appearances with Jesus, or Yeshua, as I call it. Uh, the name is David E. Taylor. He's an apostle. And like David that I know, this David is very smart in what he does. So I'm going to cut it here. Um, that way I don't go over the hour limit so I can put other things in. But I'm going to wish you a good day. Listen to his first half of the three quarters of a three and a half hour sermon. Closer to four. Um, I will post the remaining later. And then we will read from his book, His Experiences, from chapter one. I won't go through the whole chapter per se. But besides the Esther series, this will be the other one. And then coming up in April, which is two weeks away, uh, I will be doing Pesach, which I'm getting that done. That's what I'm kind of hiatus in for a couple weeks so I can get both my scripts done for Esther and Pesach. And we will be doing this about every two weeks. I'll do cameos in between that time. We will have a prayer session starting Monday um and so forth and so on and there'll be other things in the light of things going on i'm expanding and this expansion is going full throttle the only reason said it'd take me a couple weeks or so off is because i will be sitting up the other half of my ministry getting it ready this weekend getting things up and running so i have those things in order and to you my public uh, my congregation which I do consider you my congregation at Sacred Elohim, we will have a building in the future. And that building is going to be something that's going to be very influential. I've touched many lives, and I haven't heard from many of you, but I've also received letters from some that mean a lot. They were encouragement. And I'm wondering how they're doing now. So I'm going to say adieu. 
And if those people are listening, which I hope and pray they, they do come back if they aren't, that the Father waits. He waits for your answer or your, your question, and he will answer it. As far as I'm concerned, Sacred Elohim is now a full-fledged ministry after next month. And it will take me about six months to get a building for the whole thing, including my pod state, podcast station and so forth. But you will be hearing a lot more from me, but it won't be in my home. I'll have a new office at some point. But right now, we're not thinking about that. We're thinking about the Father and His will. And tonight is going to be a night of reflection and remembering. Um, I decided to post this a little early. There'll be several sessions. Um, I didn't quite get the whole thing from, from Pastor David E. Taylor done. But... We will be listening to what he has to say and the word and what he says about the churches right now and their state. I wish you do. Shalom. Shabbat shalom. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. Pray for the peace of the United States. I'm not going to say to pray for those in our government now because they are not worthy to be prayed for. Even though I pray for their souls and salvation, that's the only thing I will do. I'm not going to pray for the Lord to help them because he does not like them. So I will say adieu. And may the Lord keep you, bless you. And may he shine his countenance upon you. Good day.